0: Welcome to Tis Talk. Welcome to Tis Talk. This is a podcast coming from Tisbury, Wiltshire and surrounding villages. I'm Julianne Murphy. And I'm Mary Myers. This is the week beginning the 22nd of May. We start the week's programme with Mary talking Steric Beer, chairman of the Blackmore Vale Rail Partnership.
1: What we need to find is people who live in Tisbury or roundabout have got some time, they'd like to be as a volunteer to bring their own expertise to the station to support Ioni.
2: And have you ever noticed any black poplars growing round here? Well, Peter Shardcross is concerned about conserving them.
3: So you've got this amazing tree where
0: it's it's just massive. It's got big trees all round it. Next, a few days ago, Mary was invited onto Sue Kinnear's BBC Radio Wiltshire show, where she told listeners the story behind Tiz Talk.
4: Wow, so tell me a little bit about Tiz Talk.
2: What do you talk about? Okay, well, we talk about all the positive things that are happening in our village. Then we hear again from Kate Bender from Studio Zest with some advice about back and shoulder pain.
5: And get that heat back into those muscles and do a few little stretches.
0: And finally, Julianne presents the What's Ons. I'm sure no one would argue with how lucky Tisbury is to have its own railway mainline train station. Recently, Mary met up with Derek Beer. Many of you will recognise that name because he was mayor of Shaftesbury three times and he used to run the John Peel Cafe in Shaftesbury. But Mary met him in his capacity as chairman of the Blackmore Vale Rail Partnership who oversee the volunteer groups who look after their local railway stations.
1: My name is Derek Beer, I'm chairman of the Blackmore Vale Rail Partnership, which looks after station adoption groups, and we help them achieve their aims and objectives in making stations very much part of the local community. Right. Right. That's, a, that's local people who've brought their own ideas and initiatives to Tisbury Station to help it blend in to the local community, so that you just don't walk into a corporate station, you walk into something that looks as if it's cared for by local people. And and they've done a a really good job. Um, They've got pollinator-friendly planters, which are well-maintained, and they've got awards for. But obviously, like all all voluntary groups, they need more people to get involved and help them.
2: So the the Tisbury Users Group is sort of under your umbrella, is that right?
1: That's right. We help and assist. They, They do what they need to do. Uh, and if they've got any issues or, or any problems or challenges or want to do something, then we're here to help them. They can bring their ideas and listen to other station user groups and cross fertilise, and, and through networking, can get some really, really um, good ideas. And it helps all of us. Being under under one umbrella, it helps them all.
2: So, you have a paid role, do you?
1: Absolutely not. You know what I do is it's totally is totally voluntary, but I don't mind because since I was thirteen. I've spent my life trying to make people's travel experiences better. I'm a bit of a weirdo, really. If I see people struggling on a station, I say, you've got a problem, can I help you? Even when I was 13, I used to go to a local station and carry people's cases and sell newspapers (laughs) and such like. And when I ran a business in Shaftesbury, I was the place Then people came to get travel information. It's totally unpaid. I've never had a car in my life, so I know what I'm talking about.
2: Well, that's amazing. So, to put it cynically... Basically, Southwest Trains or Southwestern Railway yeah. has got a free service in you to help them
1: sell their network. Absolutely, but then also all the things the station adopters do, um, they're doing a really good job. Every station is individual, and yes, they're doing the job, but it's because they believe in it, I suppose. We take pride in our communities, take pride in our stations, and if you look, especially in the Southwest, right across our towns and villages and cities. They're run by volunteers, aren't they? If you look at the church halls, the museums, the information centres, I'm not alone in doing it. There are thousands and thousands of people. Volunteers are everything these days because mm. local authority money has to go for caring and, mm. and, and all those things that people mm. really, really need. So the optional extras are, are everywhere down to volunteers. and They do a great job.
2: Mm. Wow, well, that's a good point. Mm.
1: So just tell us about the local group. Led by Ioni Lacey, who's, who's been an absolute stalwart here at Tisbury and, and working in partnership with her colleague, they've taken on board here looking after the, after the station.
2: So who owns the overall station? Who's responsible for the overall fabric, like the roof, the, the benches, you know, the real, the real sort of hardware?
1: It splits between Network Rail and the local rail company, South Western Railway. Um, Actually, it's quite an exciting time because Network Rail want to hand over the station building for community use. And we've been exploring that lately um, and had meetings with Tisbury Parish Council. The the former station master's house could come over if anyone's interested in running it. We've had ideas like a, a repair shop or an information centre.
2: So we're talking about the station master's house, which lately was called the decoration station. Uh, what's happening to it right now
1: negotiations are happening with network rail about converting it to community use and the rail partnership are, are leading that but we don't want to say to tisbury folk here's a building you've got to do you've got to do this it's about asking Tisbury folk, and indeed those from further afield, because the station doesn't just serve Tisbury, does it? So it's the surrounding villages. How could it be most useful, and how could it be, what could be put in there that's, that's sustainable? So it yeah. can be something really, um, we, we've talked about a repair shop, information centre, maybe a cafe, but people say so we've got loads of coffee shops in Tisbury anyway. Yes. don't need any more. Beaton's used to come up and have a, a little stand here in the morning. I used to see it as I passed through. But I think with all the things that have happened with COVID mm. and then disruption on the railway... We've all got to settle down again, haven't we? And maybe that could happen again right. in the future. But, I hear the Department of Transport saying nobody's travelling, but you tried to get on these trains down near Exeter mm. and you just can't get on or off.
2: Oh, the platform it, was really full,
1: just a second. Yeah, ago. absolutely. Yeah. Department of Transport have got their heads, you might need to edit this, in a really dark place. <laughs> but the, but the, they... It really makes me angry because they, they they just talk about making 10% cuts here and there and the things which we know as local people could make a difference and mm. make, encourage people to travel, mm. we've got to fight for because yes. the local rail companies say can we do this and they say no you can't. And, and it's, it's supposed to be a privatised railway but it's really, really not.
2: Is it a matter of money then? Or is it a matter of just the fact that everything's so disjointed and owned
1: by all different bits? The Department of Transport keeps saying the taxpayer wants his money back from all the money they put in to sustain the services through Covid when they were running... Mm. they were running empty mm. or just taking essential people so I'm sure that man called Mr Taxpayer will have his money back soon and we'll start mm. to think sensibly about investing in the railways what we need to do along with the rail partnership the volunteers the railway company and the department of transport would say wow right let's go let's encourage people back mm. let's 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 invest more let's take some take some risks I call it the doorstep to destination experience the whole thing yes. has got to be good and that's mm. where the station volunteers come in but again again the department of transport have got to play their part as well
2: and is there any budget for our local groups like this station partnership here in tisbury
1: there was but now they have to apply for everything so they have to, if they've got a mm. scheme they they apply for, for grant aid from southwest trains oh sorry from what's it called southwestern railway yeah, from South Western Railway, but I'm a bit, I'm a bit more radical than that, because I think that as a community group, then maybe there are local people, local organisations, who are keen to get involved. I preach this wherever I go. People say, "Oh, the local council won't give us any money." Well, so we don't ask the local council. Go and ask your local nursery if they want to advertise we're putting stuff or they've got spare stuff and want to put on board or the local plant nursery yeah yeah or the local what they call the man shop men's shop where people make things they want to find places to give to to help so there's loads of community groups volunteer groups out there who who want destinations to help the local rotary people or the the local charitable trusts for instance are really keen to help local groups
2: But what if it's really a large outlay? So Ian, told me that the electrics and the windows for this building next door, the former decoration station, need redoing for tens of thousands. So where would she find that money from?
1: She won't find that. I think as Network Rail are responsible for it, they would need to bring that up into a reasonable state before they handed it over Mm. or handed over the lease. Well, I think ideally, in the first instance, it would have to be network rail, and they would need to bring the property up to a usable and environmentally sound state. Mm. But then if you wanted to go that little bit more and include coffee machines, settees, and that sort of thing, then partnership funding from local groups and organisations, maybe the local parish council perhaps.
2: What about the role of the
1: volunteers? Well, The volunteers are really good. They bring their own personality, their own aims and ambitions to the station to try and make it a better place for local people.
2: We're talking about Ian and e and her group.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And, and they, they do a, a really good job, which is personalised to Tisbury. What they do will be different to what they do at Gillingham or Crookern or whatever. They do a Tisbury volunteer job. Yes. But they need more people now to help them. Um, obviously, none of us are getting any younger. So need more people to help them. I have a a view that if people are doing a good job, nobody is going to interfere. What we need to find is people who live in Tisbury or roundabout who've got some time, they'd like to be as a volunteer, to bring their own expertise to the station, to support Ione, look after what she's doing already, but maybe bring their own ideas and projects to the station.
2: So if people want to volunteer for the Tisbury Rail Users Group, who do they contact
1: then, Derek? I think in the first instance, contact myself and my email address is, all lowercase, derekbeer at com. And we don't just want to volunteer, we want to bring inspiration and ideas and their own aims and ambitions for the station to make it better mm. and bring forward their thoughts and ideas for the station master's house, how to improve the outside... I, I will promise to give them all the help and advice that I, I possibly can because it's great fun to be involved, it really is.
2: And how often are the meetings?
1: Uh, only a few times a year, but we could call one at any time if people wanted to get involved. We hold them at the Castle Garden Centre and people have a coffee and a bit of lunch and they talk about things, so it's quite pleasant. That's in Sherburn. Yeah, yeah. it's just great to meet other volunteers and hear about their their challenges, their aspirations and how they've solved things.
2: And is it a condition of membership that you have to arrive at the meetings by public transport?
1: <laughs> no, it's not a condition, but it's quite nice. It's quite nice, yeah, absolutely. It might be public relations, it might be IT, it might be schools involvement, all those things. But actually making people feel part of what you do really helps.
2: That was Derek Beer. And we'd also like to acknowledge Ian E. Lacey and Lizzie Graham for all their hard work at Tisbury Station to date. And if you'd like to get involved in helping to make Tisbury Station a nicer place, get in touch either with Derek Beer on DerekBeer at iCloud.com or Caroline Rowland, partnership officer for the Blackmore Vale Line Community Rail Partnership, mobile number zero seven nine three three two one two one one seven, or email blackmorevalecrp at gmail Many of you know the voice of Peter Schallcross. Here he told me a little bit about a new project of his, which is about the conservation of the black poplar tree.
3: So another, another project, which I'm not doing entirely on my own, but um, as, as one of a group, is the black poplar project. So black poplars are a river tree and they haven't successfully bred in, in the wild for hundreds of years uh, for various reasons, but mostly because they're either male or female and the trees have, because they haven't uh, reproduced, they've just slowly died out. And so when, they do, when you do find one, it's either a male or female on its own. And the, the ones you can find nowadays have been bought from a nursery sort of three or two, two or three hundred years ago. And so all the local trees are from the same, uh, same source and they're all clones of one tree. So there's and so the genetic variation isn't very good either. So the idea is to um, is to see where the uh, existing old trees are. And there's one in the Oddford Vale. If you go from the footpath from the chapel at Tucky Mill um, along the edge of the the field basically, but it, within the valley, there's a huge tree that's fallen down, and each each branch has, has continued to live, and it's it's, um, it's thrown up more uh, branches. So you've got this amazing tree where it's it's just massive it's got big trees all around it um, exist, you can see the existing trunk but the branches themselves that fell down have died and it's just the um it's just the new trees coming up but anyway so the idea is to to find these trees uh, send them up to Roslin institute in scotland and they dna test them make sure they're pure black poplar and not a hybrid which is the common poplar around everywhere and then if it is then they test and see which clone it is um, and so there are some quite rare clones and some are, are very common and probably all the ones in this district might well be just one clone they're All the same they've all just been taken from cuttings over a period of years and planted and they would have been planted for timber originally, they're, they're a very good timber tree um, and so the idea eventually is to get enough um, to, know, to know what we've got and then to plant more trees of a different genetic Uh, profile different clone next to them and the end thing the end the end end sort of goal is to have male and female trees in the same place so that the females will be will have viable seed and so they can they'll be more natural in the environment they'll just be self-sustaining population Mm
2: -hmm. great That was Peter Shulcross, and later in the programme we give more details about the Society Peter Chairs, the Tisbury Natural History Society.
3: Follow us on Instagram at TisTalkRadio.
0: Mary was delighted this week to have a chance to promote Tisbury, on Sue Kinnear's BBC Radio Wiltshire show.
4: A first-timer to Wiltshire Views. Mary Myers has come to see us from Tisbury. And uh, Mary, you're half of the presenting team uh, for the village podcast Tis Talk. That's right. Wow, so tell me a little bit about Tis Talk. What do you talk about?
2: (laughs) Okay. well, we talk about all the positive things that are happening in our village. Um, Because we we started it, me and um, a friend, Julianne Murphy, Uh um, sort of after lockdown and and we felt that there was lots of unsung heroes in our village because we really came together as a village Um, but online or Facebook whatever all you really hear about is complaints like you know potholes you know car parking dog poo etc but really what we'd seen in you know on the ground was just people coming together helping each other volunteering you know, food food parcels for people in need, whatever. And we just thought, you know, there are so many people who give their time voluntarily Yeah. Um, that we would celebrate them. And, and celebrate them, good celebrate, things. celebrate
4: well, Tisbury. Yes. So is it still going? Are you still doing it? Oh, yes, yeah.
2: absolutely, yeah. We started six months ago and we're still going strong. And yes. lots
4: of material, you're never short of a story
2: or two. Never short, really. There were so many interesting people in our village and around the Nadder Valley. And also, we're quite, uh, we're quite like a little enclave of our own. Yeah. So we're sort of separate from Shaftesbury and Dorset and separate from Salisbury it feels a long way from Swindon, actually. Um, <laughs> you had a bit of a drive. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's
4: fun. The views are nice, even yeah. in the rain. Uh, Mary Myers, uh, thank you very much for coming in to join us. Uh, Chris- <laughs>
2: Now, back here in Tisbury, we have our very own physio, Kate Bender from Studio Zest. She's here to give us all some health advice.
5: Hello, this is Kate Bender from Studio Zest, bringing you Head, Shoulders, Knees and Toes, our little snippet for Tiz Talk. So today I'm just talking to you sitting from my garden and it just made me think how many people come into the studio and complain of low back pain or shoulder pain having been in their garden on a sunny day. What I always recommend people do when they walk away after I've seen them is to make sure they have breaks. If you're bent over for two hours gardening or um, moving flower pots around you are going to get some twinges and some pain in your back. Now, make sure you just do half an hour, have a cup of tea, sit down for a moment, read an article in the paper, and then go and do another half an hour. These little breaks can make all the difference to help you protect your back. If at the end of the day it still feels a little bit achy, you can do a few little stretches, lying on your front, just propping yourself up onto your elbows, getting your back into a little bit of extension can really help when you've been leaning forwards. And also having a nice hot shower or bath can help add some sea salts um, into the bath to help them get into the muscles a little bit more and get that heat back into those muscles and do a few little stretches. So make sure, remember, next time you're in the garden don't go full throttle make sure you take a few little gaps and a few little breaks into that day and um and enjoy and try and protect your back as much as you can thanks so much bye tis talk a podcast from tisbury on tis
2: Now Julianne has the what's-ons.
0: It's official. The sun is out. Time to throw off your cardigans, expose your pale legs and launch yourself in some Tisbury activities coming up this week. Starting with Tisbury Memory Group, which will meet in Hinton Hall on Wednesday, the 24th of May, starting at 10am until 12 noon. On Thursday, the 25th of May, Afternoon tea with music from Chico will take place in the Victoria Hall, 2.15 until 4.30. Also on Thursday, the 25th of May, the Tisbury Natural History Society have an excursion to the Heronry at Swell Wood RSPB Reserve near Taunton. This excursion is in the evening, leaving the Nadder Centre car park at 6.30. For further information, contact the organiser, Peter Shulcross on the Facebook page of the Tisbury Natural History Society or via their website, tisburynaturalhistory.com. Also on Thursday the 25th, the Victoria Hall Tisbury Limited will hold their AGM in, you've guessed it, the Victoria Hall, at 7pm. And on Sunday the 28th, get there for 1.30pm, And starting at 2pm, the Royal Opera House live performance of Sleeping Beauty is showing. Tickets can be booked online. Go to www.newvictisbury.com Coming up on June the 10th, it is the start of the Great Big Green Week, the UK's biggest ever celebration of community action to tackle climate change and protect nature. There are going to be many local activities around Tisbury as part of that and starting with the Tisbury Parish Council's photography competition which is open to youngsters up to 17 years of age. The closing date is 29th of May in which to you enter your photos in two categories of flora and fauna. See Tisbury Parish Council website for the rules and full details. That is wwwtisbury dash wilcher dash pc dot gov dot uk forward slash and one last thing wendy mcgrath has been in touch to tell us about a raffle she's organizing at tisbury football club on friday the 26th of may in aid of weldmar hospice care wendy has told us reese mcgrath is running the London Marathon in 2024 for this wonderful charity who took care of his lovely mum, Karen McGrath. All proceeds from the raffle will be going to his fundraising total. She would appreciate any donations of raffle prizes for this wonderful cause. Please contact Wendy and she can arrange collection or contact Rhys McGrath or Lewis McGrath on Facebook. And from marathons to wing walks, Another Tisbury
2: resident has got in touch about more charitable giving. Kim Smart, despite having MS, did a wing walk at Henstridge Airfield yesterday, Sunday, 21st of May, in aid of the Multiple Sclerosis Society. She has so far raised £1,235. If you'd like to help her raise more, please look up Kim Smart's Just Giving page online.
0: And that's all for What's on this week. And finally, to end this week's Tis Talk, some more sounds of spring. That's all from us this week. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on tistalkradio at gmail.com.
2: You can listen every week to a new episode of Tis Talk and you can find any
0: episode you've missed at tistalk.bospora.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Tis Talk. That's all one word. And also look out for us on the Nextdoor app
2: and now also on Instagram on Tis Talk Radio. So do listen in next week for more stories from Tisbury. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.